0: Last fall, my wife and I went to Asheville, North Carolina to the Cove, um, which is uh, a beautiful place uh, right outside of Asheville for anybody to go to, but they have some times of the year where it's just for ministers and their wives, and so we went up, um, and we were able to spend a couple days there, and we, we should have known one day, we said, we, we'd like to go on a hike, and so we looked at the little map they had in the lobby, that little pamphlet, and, and uh, so we went to the front desk, and we said, hey, can you take... Can you show us on this map where, where we need to go to start this specific hike? And as we were talking to her, she said, oh, you're going to take that hike. And I said, yeah, that hike. She said, you'll need to sign in and take a radio with you. Clue number one, all right, that this might be a little more than we were asking for. And so we, we walked down to where the path was, and we, we started our journey. And clue number two is we saw nobody else. There was nobody else out there, and there were all these nice little um, spots, and there are beautiful places where you can stop along the way to pray, and you can stop along the way to read scripture. It's just designed for you to meditate on God's word and have this great spiritual hike. So we start to hike. Again, we we, we had to sign in. We got the radio, all right, on, And, and we start to hike the first half a mile of the the, the half a mile, of the trail was wide and gravel. It was beautiful and the leaves were falling. Oh, it was so great, right? And we thought, this is, this is not too bad, not too strenuous. You know, we we're hiking to the overlook. And so we, we began to go up. We begin to ascend at this point. Now some of you in this room are serious hikers. You're serious exercise people. So you're going to judge me totally right now. And that's okay. I'm all right with it. All right. So we get about another half mile up. So we've made it about a mile on this three and a half mile trek. And so we're we're about a mile up to the top and we see this nice little bench and we sit down at the bench and here's what was going on in my mind. I'm going, I really don't want to make the rest of this hike. And what I didn't know is that in the mind of Emily Bowers was the same thought, yet neither one of us wanted to disappoint the other person, right? Like, you know, and so finally I was like, wow, this is a pretty tough hike. Yeah, it sure is. You want to finish it? No, I don't know. How about a nap? Let's go back and take a nap. That sounds way much better. Anybody for the nap? All right. So we, we headed back. And again, we walked back and I, I walked in and handed my radio. She goes, well, that was fast as old. No, we didn't make it to the top. Have no fear. She said, well, I was about to say, that was, that was incredibly fast. I said, no, we, we, we didn't make it. We, we are, this was not a Spartan race kind of day. This was a stroll in the woods kind of day, and we're going back to take a nap. She's like, good choice, good choice. Our lives, though, are like that hike. We have paths in our lives and directions in our lives that we begin down and there's times in our lives where there's some warning signs and maybe somebody will say something to us. Somebody will give us some guidance and we'll go, ah, no, no, no. I bet it'll be different for me. I remember at 18 years old saying that a few times. No, it it won't do the same for me as it's done for you. I'll just keep going on this path. The path gets narrower and it gets harder. In Scripture, Scripture, we're going to see about these paths. This, mom, this, this morning, what I, I want to state something here at the beginning, and it's going to be one of these no-brainer moments, all right? Here's what it is. The direction we are heading leads us to a destination. Can you say that with me? The direction we are heading leads to a destination. That did not take you coming to church to figure out, did it? You put in your GPS, maybe you're new here this morning, and it brought you to this destination. you were going to leave here, you're going to go out to lunch or a brunch or whatever, and you're going to leave here and you're going to go to a destination, and the way you're going to go is going to take you to that place. It's a no-brainer. But here's where I want us to see how Proverbs desires, God's Word desires to train us and teach us this month. The next thing I want to throw out there is this. Is your direction leading you to a desired destination? When you're going to the beach, you go, man, that is a desired destination. And that's where I want to go. That's the place that I want to go. That's the direction that I know I need to take. These are the roads that I know that I need to take. But let's talk about not on a road, but in life. Are you headed to a place in a relationship, financially, Spiritually, are you headed to a place that you really want to call home? Are you really headed to a destination? Right now, is the direction that you're taking leading you to a destination that you want to be? Or do they not match up today? Throughout the book of Proverbs, we're going to see and you're going to hear this summer. If you're reading along with us, whether it's through one of these scripture journals, through your Bible, through an app, you're going to see a constant conversation that Solomon is going to lay out before us about some paths. And this morning I want us to see those paths through this idea of what is wisdom. Wisdom, we said last week, is knowing and doing what is right. It's not simply having the knowledge. Wisdom is knowing and doing what is right. Wisdom is not simple, some information. It's not just intellect. It is knowing the right path to follow and following it. So if you got your bibles or you got your journals with you if you open to Proverbs chapter 2, maybe some of you already jumped on this early this morning, that's awesome. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 1 through 4. My son, we're going to see these two paths today, all right? Wisdom, foolishness. Wisdom, evil. We're going to see these two paths. My son, if you receive my words, and treasure up my commandments with you. Making your ear attentive to wisdom. And inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it, wisdom, like silver. And search for it like a hidden treasure. These words I want us to see are personal. It says my son, my daughter, my child. If you you seek wisdom, and he gives us some particular ways of, are we going to choose this path of wisdom? Are we going to choose this path of foolishness, of evil? He says, if you receive my words. Now, really, the entire chapter, chapter 2, could be an if-then statement. The beginning of the chapter, verse 1 through 4, are if, 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 if. Verse 5 going on, then, 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 then. So if you do these things, here's the promises that will come. All right? So that's how you see this constructed as Solomon is writing these words. If you receive my words, and I summarize that for myself and for us this morning, am I willing to be trained? Am I willing to be taught? Am I willing to grow? Solomon is penning these words in this if-then statement. He says, if you're willing to receive them, if you're willing to be trained. Then he says, if you call out for insight, verse 3, am I pleading for more wisdom? Am I pleading for more wisdom? Am I pleading for more, not just knowledge, am I pleading for more skill to live by? Now, I want to just camp out here for a minute because this word call out is not a simple, hey, I'm calling out. This is a proclamation. This is Solomon saying, are you definitively saying, I want more wisdom. I want better skills to live by. I want to know the direction that God is taking me. I want to know his path. I want to spend time with the Lord. I want to know. I want to call out for more wisdom. I distinctly remember a major event that happened in my family when I was a kid. Some of you are going to go, man, you're that old, okay, when I say this. I remember when we got our first microwave. Anybody remember that day in your house? Some of you are like, you were alive when they invented microwaves? Yes, I was. And microwaves were this big. Right? Some of you know what I'm talking about. They were not under the counter. They were the counter. Okay? And they I mean, they'd bring it in by like a forklift. They put it on your counter. And you turn it on. And all the power in your house. Right? And, but, man, you could pop popcorn. Right? It was amazing. You could pop popcorn. You could put hot water in there. And 30 seconds later, it was hot. Of course, back then, it was two minutes later because the power of them was different. And they had these knobs. And, and I just distinctly remember them putting that thing on my counter in our, in our house going, wow, that is awesome. Just like that, I can have exactly what I want. Too many times we apply microwave theology to our walk with the Lord. God, I tell you what, I got 30 seconds for you today. I'm gonna call out for you for 30 seconds. If you could, let me set the timer for you and if you could move in that 30 seconds, I'd really appreciate it. If you could warm me up spiritually in the next 30 minutes in that time of worship, if I, that's all I got is this one hour on a Sunday morning. So if you could just move in that time period, then I'll be great with it. But Solomon's saying, hey, that's, that's not the path I'm talking about. You want wisdom? Be trained. That takes time. That takes attention. It's not a it's not a 30-second set the timer, watch it. It is a calling out. It is a saying, commanding, saying, God, I am crying out, I am proclaiming, I am emphatic, I am purposefully saying, God, would you in this situation, in this moment, in this decision, would you give me wisdom? Pour it out on me. And I won't make the decision until you give me clarity. I'll be patient. I'll call out. And then he says, if you receive, he says, if you receive it, call out and seek it like treasure. If you seek it like silver, what do I treasure? Am I willing to be trained? Am I going to call out for more and more wisdom? What do I treasure? Again, I flash back. Maybe this was flashback morning for me in sermon prep. I flash back to 6822 David Avenue, which is where I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, had a really good friend that lived around the corner. His name was John Bergen. He lived in the cul-de-sac, which was the coolest place to live, right? Because you ride your bike around in a circle. I don't know why it was so cool. And he had a great backyard. And we used to dig for buried treasure. Anybody else in this room ever dig for buried treasure? I put in my notes, don't ask that because there's not going to be a lot of people that did this. I mean, I literally says, don't ask how many of you did this as well. And I shouldn't have because there's like nine of you, all right? The rest of you just want to admit it. But here's what we did. We're six, eight, ten years old. We would draw this treasure map. And here's the crazy thing. There was this brick area in his backyard. We always dug in the same spot. I was thinking about this this week. We dug in the same spot every two or three months because, man, we had this adventure that we created in our mind, and we were going to dig for it. But imagine what would happen if we actually, we didn't, we didn't think there was treasure there. It was in our minds, right? We were just imagining. Maybe that's the problem. You guys need to imagine some, all right? Go dig in your backyards this afternoon. And, and so we were imagining, and we would go to the backyard, and we would dig, and we would dig. But imagine if there was really treasure there. What if we knew without a shadow of a doubt that six, seven, eight feet down there was silver? I would still be digging. Solomon says, there's wisdom. And it's like silver. Do you treasure it? This is the path. It's it's a silver that's buried. It's a treasure. Will you dig that out? What do I treasure? What do I pursue? Then he gives us a huge then. Verse one through four, he gives us all these ifs. If you will do this, if you will call out, if you will seek, if you will search, if you will pursue wisdom, then, verse five, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now, we acknowledged last week this phrase, the fear of the Lord, is used 18 times in Proverbs. It's really the key that unlocks Proverbs. Because Proverbs... uh, we will accept wisdom from the Lord if we have a healthy relationship with the Lord. And part of that is a healthy fear of the Lord. It has a range of meanings throughout the Bible. Sheer terror to respect. God is worthy to be feared in the utmost of ways. Yet he also made made mankind to have fellowship with him through Jesus Christ. If you will seek If you will receive, if you will search like buried treasure for wisdom, you will find it. And when you find it, you'll understand this fear of the Lord. You'll understand discernment and knowledge. Wisdom calls for us to come to God on his terms so that we can worship and enjoy him forever. For the Lord gives wisdom, verse 6 says. For the Lord gives wisdom. Hey, newsflash. If you pursue wisdom, he tells us in verse six, then he's gonna give it to you. This is not mysterious at all. For the Lord gives wisdom. Verses one through four tells us if we will receive it, if we will seek it out, if we find it to be as important a treasure, then he will give us wisdom. Verse six continues it says, For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice. There it is, the path. Watching over the way of his saints, then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. This is a directional pointer, isn't it? Solomon is saying, listen, down this path, there's wisdom for the upright, there's integrity. There's a shield for those who walk in integrity. There's a path of justice. You'll begin to understand. You'll begin to be discerning. You'll begin to be able to provide insight down this path. Wisdom. There's a country song out right now. Some of you are country music fans. All right, I listen to it every once in a while. Luke Bryan has a country song out right now, and the theology is terrible. It says this, I believe that youth is spent well on the young because wisdom in your teens would be a lot less fun. Now, that sounds really cliche and that sounds really enticing. But if we begin to believe that, that wisdom is not for us when we're young, that we got to pass on that until we're later on in life, what we're saying is, I'm going to choose the path of foolishness for the first 30 years of my life and then catch back up in the end. But here's what Solomon says he says, For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant. Knowledge will be what? Pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. Please, let's quit making right decisions sound boring. Let's quit making right decisions sound mundane. Wisdom says, hey, if you will choose me, then I will make right choices pleasant to your soul. I'll make them beautiful to your heart. I'll make discretion watch over you, understand you, guard you, guide you. Wisdom will guard you. Wisdom will guide you. And wisdom is pleasing. Wisdom is pleasing to those who pursue and follow it. Please hear that this morning. When you're thinking about these two paths today, wisdom is pleasing to those who follow it. Now he begins to tell us these two paths. He's outlined the beauty of wisdom. And now he's going to give us a glimpse of foolishness. Now I just want to say this. If you've never read Proverbs 2 through 9, um, they are not PG. Just kind of giving you a heads up. We're doing this as a church, so that means your kids are invited. So I want to walk through these chapters with them. All right, Uh, that's enough for you. Verse 12, delivering you, he's outlining this path of foolishness, delivering you from the path of evil, from men of perverted speech, here's the evil path, who forsake the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil, and delight in in the perverseness of evil, Men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. The unwise man, verse 12 through 15, walks in his pride, walks of his heart, and he distances himself from the things of God. Very different than verses 1 through 11. Verse 12 makes this huge shift. Verses 1 through 11, here's the path of righteousness, the path of wisdom. Here's the path of evil, the path of foolishness. You begin to decide which one of these paths do you need to go down to get to your destination. Solomon then describes and weaves in this forbidden, adulterous woman out of these pages throughout. Chapters 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman. Here's this evil path. From the adulteress with her smooth words. Who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to the path of death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they regain the path of life. It's pretty serious, isn't it? It's pretty direct. Solomon's not hiding from us 2,000 years later, 2,500 years later. He's not pulling any punches here. The depictions of wisdom are clear. The depictions of foolishness and evil are extremely clear and continue to get clearer as he walks. But this evil path, along the way, he says, has some markers. You've experienced it. Maybe you haven't, but I have. I've gone through periods where I've pursued foolishness, and in those periods I've distanced myself from friendships. Maybe you've put yourself in isolation. You say, you know, if I just, if I just sink and nobody knows what's going on I can continue to, continue to pursue this, we fall for every single temptation, We cease pursuing the Lord and the things of the Lord. We pride ourselves on our own decisions. And we think because we got older, we can say, well, I'm older. I can handle it now. We talk more about what makes me happy than what makes us more like Jesus Christ. There's a map. And those destinations, those signs are clear. Now, if you've driven to Charlotte in the last 45 years, you know there's always construction, right? And there's the signs that tell you two miles ahead, hey, get over. And some of you may wait to the last 200 feet. Um, the rest of us say things about you for the last two miles, all right? And... uh and we're going down the road, and you, you see this, but at some point, no matter here if you're the last 200-foot person or you're the one who gets over the first sign, here's what you and I know. At some point, you get over because you believe those signs are keeping you from driving off an unfinished road or off a bridge that's not yet complete. You don't even know the people who put out the signs. You believe them because they work for the government or for the state or for a contractor, and they put out the signs And you pursue them and you go, hey, there's a warning sign I should get over. Hey, there's a cone there. I should not hit that. Hey, there's a do not enter, bridge out. And I don't try it. Some of you will. You'll drive around the sign and you'll get close enough to see. And Solomon's saying, hey, I'd like to throw up some warning signs for you. Will you listen? And this is not about your car. This is about your life. And as we were talking about this yesterday, this is what preacher families do going down their road. We were talking about the sermon for today. How exciting, right? And one of the things that was stated in our car as we were coming back from somewhere is one of the thoughts is, hey, you know, I, I, wisdom and path, foolish path. I got plenty of time to make my own decisions. I'll get back around to the wise decisions later on. But understand, those paths and those decisions impact this destination. You cannot Forget this. If your destination is financial freedom, if your destination is retirement, if your destination is travel, if your destination is having grandchildren and children who love Jesus Christ, if it's modeling Jesus Christ for others, glorifying God with all your days, those are all destinations. And so I did something in my office this Thursday that I'm going to ask you to do during our invitation today. I want you to think about your destination. First of all, spiritually, do you have a relationship with a holy God who desires you enough to send his only son, Jesus Christ? Is your destination a relationship with Jesus Christ? So then I sat and I began to think about mine. And here's here's mine. One day, I want to sit on my back porch of my house with my wife. I'm 65, 70 years old. And I want to listen to her sit there and talk about her flowers and the various noises of birds, which she will. I want to listen to the struggles of the day. I want to hear her laugh that is larger than life, if you know my wife. It's larger than life itself. And in the middle of our conversation, I want my phone to ring and And it's the kids telling us they're on their way with the grandkids. And I want them to come in the house loud because I know they're going to leave, right? See, we already have grandparent names. We're Mimsy and Papa because we, as pastors in, in a church, you kind of have surrogate grandchildren. And so we have some of those. So I'm, I'm Papa, just by the way. Um, you can't call me that, okay? That's, that's for two really special girls. Um, <clears throat> And I want them to come in the house and I want them to start telling us stories about their their friends and their boyfriends and their girlfriends and their families. And I know that they're going to make fun of me because I'm going to tell them the same stories I've been telling them for 40 years. And I know Mimsy's going to have a craft for them right at the table. And I know that as soon as they sit at the table, she's going to start talking Jesus to those kids. And I want them to leave. And I want to leave, and I want to sit, and I want to pray that they come to a relationship with Jesus. And I want to be a part, just a little piece of heritage that goes generations and generations for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know what your destination looks like. But here's what I have to do, and here's what you've got to do this morning. I don't know what your destination looked like, and here's the honest reality. Your destination of what you originally were going after, some other people have impacted that, and it's broken. I also want you to know that the God who promises us wisdom is also the God who heals and forgives He's also the God who restores. He's also the God who may invoke in you the power to be a source of reconciliation and healing in some brokenness, a part of some destinations. But here's what I've got to do. If I want to get to that day on the back porch, I've got to back up to June 2nd, 2019, and I've got to choose a path that's going to get me there. And it can't be foolishness. It can't be pursuing the woman of 16 through 19. The path and the destination have to match. Proverbs is saying, let me put you on the path of wisdom. Let me take you there. Let me lead you there. Let me show you these things. But let me also reveal to you the path of evil and foolishness and where it takes you. The warning signs are there. Then Solomon says, towards the end of this chapter, he says, So you will walk in the way of the good. There's one path. And keep the paths of the righteous. There's that path. For the upright will inhabit the land, and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Solomon says, hey guys, this is serious. The month of June, I believe, is going to be absolutely transformational in some of your lives because you're going to realize for the first time, I've got to look at that destination that God desires of me, and I've got to start today pursuing in wisdom that path. I've been tinkering around with these other paths, and they're taking me off focus. Wisdom is a path promised to us in the Old Testament from Proverbs to the New Testament, and it is realized in Colossians chapter two, verse three. It is realized and come to reality through the person of Jesus Christ. Colossians two three says, Jesus is wisdom. Wisdom leads us to Christ. Wisdom is pleasant of the heart, soul, and mind. Wisdom guards us. Wisdom leads us down paths of hope and down healing. Wisdom leads us away from harmful paths. Wisdom is promised to those who pursue it. Wisdom can lead us to forgiveness and for restoration. Wisdom brings life. Wisdom is knowing and doing what is right. So today I want to just make a hard challenge to you this morning. Stop pretending. Stop pretending that you can pursue a path of evil and a path of foolishness and get to these desired destinations. You may eventually get there with a lot more pain and a lot more hurt than you desire to carry for your life. This morning stop pretending and say, I want to pursue this path. What destination do you have In life. And this applies to you whether you are 13 or 83. There is still a destination that incorporates other people. Is there a disconnect between your destination and your direction? Make sure you are pursuing wisdom, skills for living. day. Proverbs chapter two: path of life and wisdom, path of destruction and evil. This morning, during invitation, I want to give you an opportunity. As you're worshiping, you may want to sit down and write down what that destination is. You may want to imagine your mind. You may want to come forward and pray, and and a little bit different than normal. I'm just going to stand back this morning. And just say, God, will you just lead us to respond to you this morning? It may be some of you need to come with a friend and say, man, I am way off course. Would you pray with me? Would you pray with me that I've turned back to this path of wisdom? Would you guide me? God, would you lead me to paths of righteousness?